IFM 101.9 megahertz of life. Michael Kranzdorf is the chairperson of the Jewish National Fund of South Africa. He joins us this morning. Michael, a very good morning to you. Thank you for joining. How are you doing? How's it, Howard? How are things going? Um, well, it's tough, but no one really generally asks me that question. But uh, <laughs> but that's all right. No, no, you're having a rough time on social media. <laughs> well, yeah, listen, I bring it on myself, but that's okay. That's uh, It's a dirty job, but someone's got to do it. Anyway, uh, Michael, I wanted to try and get an understanding. Where, how did we get to where we are from this era of Nelson Mandela. And, of course, his memory is now being taken and shown that he was this Palestinian activist, where, whereas, indeed, he actually was supporting the Palestinian cause. He also supported Israel. He was a person who actually was able to embrace many things at the same time, and that was the magnificence of who he was. And yet we've gone from that to where we are today. Give us your thoughts. Thanks, Howard. Uh, yeah, I think it's sad to see uh, how the ANC's policy on Israel has changed over the last uh, 20 years. Uh, you know, as you point out, uh, President Mandela was much more even-handed in dealing with the conflict, although he was, uh, you know, very pro-Palestinian and, uh, you know, a friend of uh, Yasser yes, Arafat. Mm. He did. Uh, he did also uh, support the right of the state of Israel to exist within secure borders, which he stated publicly. He visited the state of Israel. He received a doctorate um, from Ben Gurion University, for example. And um, actually, you know, a lot of the struggle uh, was based. Uh, the, the MK was actually based on uh, on Menachem Begin's Irgun, the way the, the ANC set up. Um, hmm. Which is not such a well-known fact, but no, uh, yeah, one of his favorite books was actually um, was uh, Menachem Begin's book. Uh, so, so yeah, so that's that was the basis that they set up. MK was actually based on the way that Yehudun was set up by uh, Menachem Begin. Yes, so that's it was a very yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry, so huh? it was actually a very different uh, you know approach. Uh, to, to Israel, um, in those days and even under the Mbeki administration, you know, I can remember when I was a student activist in those days, uh, the Mbeki uh, administration facilitated for Israeli and Palestinian leaders to come to South Africa and learn from us about this, about the transition to democracy and meet with people that had been involved in those negotiations so they could get a sense of, of what happened here and how those historical compromises were made. And so though they were at times critical of Israel, there was a sense of engaging um, and, and trying to add value um, to the conflict. But that obviously uh, changed quite dramatically. Um, and in this conflict, I think we've seen rhetoric from the government, the worst kind of rhetoric that we've seen uh, for many years. Mm-hmm. And, and, and much of it is un- unsubstantiated, emotional uh, type of language that doesn't even look like they wrote and and that's always my concern is when i i hear some of the statements from uh Cyril Ramaphosa it seems as though he's he's just parroting these phrases and and when we see some of Durko's statements i feel the same is that there's this you know we expect a a high standard uh, a responsible use of language and yet there just isn't 
and I think it's also, you know, very insensitive use of language. I think from a Jewish perspective, obviously, but, uh, you know, he's, he's made the, the cabinet and, and, and the president has made comments that, uh, Gaza's a concentration camp. Mm, They've referred mm. to a Holocaust of Palestinians. I mean, this is a, a cultural appropriation of, of our history and of our, um, experience in the Holocaust. And I, I think that's, that's terror, you know, that's really uncalled for. You know, I think if you want to criticize what's happening, there are other ways you could express it. Um, we'll use you, language responsibly. And I was saying that earlier. words from yeah. the, yeah. Uh, you know, I got into trouble because somebody tweeted yesterday a photo of a child saying, we will return to Gaza. And I said, well, then clearly it wasn't a concentration camp because no, my great grandparents never wanted to return to Auschwitz. Well, also because they couldn't, they were dead. But, um, but uh, th- there was nobody that longed to return to Auschwitz. So don't use those words. And of course, people told me rightfully that it's a disgusting tweet. Of course, it's a disgusting tweet, but so is a, a misappropriating language and especially Holocaust language against the people who suffered from it, but there's no understanding of that. Exactly, exactly. It, it's uh, it's. Is there any hope for this ANC? Or, or I mean, our only hope is to get rid of them uh, in the next election. But <laughs> is there is there hope for them? I mean, are they? Do they all feel this way? Do they have a collective uh, view on this, or are they just being run by uh, by Naledi Pandor at the moment? You know, look, uh, I think there are. If you look at the people that there was a vote in Parliament, obviously, uh, recently to close the embassy. But mm. if you look at, uh, you're not every ANC member voted for that. Mm. So I think even within the ANC, there are diverse views. Um, of individual people with regard to Israel, you know, there are, there are some supporters of Israel within the ANC, obviously, but, um, I think their views are, are clouded out by, uh, by, by the noise of, of sort of the anti-Israel crowd at the moment. But mm-hmm. I do think there are people within the ANC that, uh, are sympathetic to Israel, um, and generally in the country, you know, I think trying to make the point to these Israelis, they, they see the headlines coming from South Africa and they're quite shocked. But I, I think we must remember that the majority of South Africans actually don't, don't have the same view as the government on this issue. You know, I think, uh, ordinary South Africans, if they know about Israel, are generally actually quite sympathetic. Mm. Um, and we shouldn't lose sight of that. You know, there've been, even recently there was a poll, um, by a, a very credible polling, political polling agency that found you know, actually not that many South Africans actually support the apartheid analogy. Um, well, so, yeah, and I would even take it, I'd yeah. take it one step further and say that the South Africans in general, South Africans in general, um, actually worry more about the very issues that impact them. We've got the highest youth unemployment rate in the world. Uh, we've got a failing infrastructure in terms of electricity, water, roads, everything else, uh, the, the uh, public transportation, transnet, the ports, everything is crumbling as we speak. And I would imagine that there are bigger issues for South Africans that they would like to focus on. And I think that the ANC is is making a mistake. They're listening to the wrong advice if they think that the that this is going to sway uh, support for them in an election. It might for one or two people, but not addressing the very issues that they have caused and that they are responsible for is not going to, this is not going to plaster over that. And I think that they're making a fundamental uh, error in, in, uh, in 
in this regard, especially if they side with the Iranians and the Russians and they lose uh, international support from people like the Americans and people feel it economically even more after that. So, uh, you know, I would, uh, I, I would think that that uh, would be, uh, that, that would be the case. We do need to leave it there. Michael Kranzdorf, chairperson of this, the Jewish National Fund of South Africa, giving us his view on the current situation in South Africa.